Welcome to the Dry Bones Ministries podcast. Each week, we'll bring you inspiring homilies and powerful stories from real Catholics, all about the truth, goodness, and beauty of Christ and His Church. If you're interested in supporting the work that we're doing, you can visit drybonespgh.org or follow us on social media at drybonespgh. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you are reminded of how much the Lord loves you and that you hear His invitation for you to come to life. Gospel is just, it's shocking and it's scandalizing. Try and do your best to put out of your mind 2,000 years of Catholic teaching. Try and put out of your mind all the miracles on the Eucharist. Try and put out of your mind all the, the Holy Thursday Masses and homilies and, and the normality of what we say, eating, our fle- eat, eating his flesh and drinking his blood. Imagine you're hearing that for the first time. Imagine you're hearing this for the first time. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood. Jesus looked like me. (laughs) Probably very disappointed in that. What I mean by that is he looked like a normal man. The divine glory was veiled in his flesh. He looked like a normal Jewish man. And so for him to say, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life with this. This is where they left him. This is too much. This guy's obviously possessed. He's obviously crazy. We're out of here. How can this man, they ask, give us his flesh to eat? That's a good question. And if they wouldn't have left, if they would have stuck around, they would have seen him on Holy Thursday, raise the bread and said, this is my body, and raise the chalice with the wine in it and say, this is my blood. They would have seen how he could do it. How could this man give us his flesh to eat? Because this man is not just a man, like any other man. This man is God. And what God commands becomes You've heard me say this before. When God said, let there be light, there was light. When he said, let the blind man see, he saw. When the sea was raging, he said, be calm, and it was calm. God's word is effective. What he says is. How could this God-man give us his flesh to eat? He said, this is my body. That's how. That's how. He didn't expect us to eat a finger or a... Transubstantiation. That's how. Certainly, folks, if we believe that God brought everything into being out of nothing and made water into wine, can he make bread, his body, and wine, his blood? You ever thought about that? We believe that he brought all of creation into being out of nothing. Certainly, the God who did that can make bread into his body and wine into his blood. How does it happen? That word, you've heard it before, transubstantiation. It sounds like a really big term that we can't get out, but, and it is, (laughs) but we can try and understand it. It has to do with accidents and substance, transubstantiation. Accidents are exterior elements. My eyes are blue. I'm six foot two. I'm not going to tell you what I weigh. I said I weigh 200 and... It keeps going up, I'll tell you that, right? 
those are the accidents. The fact that my eyes are blue, that's not the essence of Joe Freedy. The fact that I'm six foot two is not the essence. Those are accidents. They're external. If my eyes were brown, they'd still, I'd still be Joe Freedy. If my hair all turns gray, that's an accident. I'll still be Joe Freedy. The substance is what a thing is. The Joe Freediness of Joe Freedy. That's the substance. So when the priest consecrates the Eucharist, the accidents don't change. It looks like bread to our physical eyes. It tastes like a wafer to our tongues. It feels like a wafer to our fingers. The accidents don't change, but the substance does. It's no longer bread. It smells like wine after the consecration. It tastes like wine after the consecration. It looks like wine after the consecration, but it ain't wine. The accidents don't change. The substance changes. They walk away. How many of your friends and family have walked away? Some for very surface reasons, like, oh, I don't like that priest. He doesn't preach dynamically, or the music's boring. You can... For boring music, you're going to leave his body, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood? That's what you're leaving because of? Because you don't like the organ? Because it drags on? Because the priest is boring? Some have left for really serious reasons. You've got to pray that they come back. Most people have stopped practicing their faith, not for foolish reasons and not for serious reasons, but for lukewarm reasons. They went on vacation one year and they just stopped coming to Mass. They were just kind of, there was nothing to say, and the mom was tired of dragging them to Mass, which I get, and so that we just stopped going to Mass. Jesus turns to Peter and he asks this question. Will you too walk away? Everybody else, the whole crowd left. You know what scripture that is? John 6, 66. 6, 6. Says to Peter, will you too leave? You can leave too. Everybody else has abandoned me. And Peter says to Jesus, Lord, to whom would we go? Where am I going to go, Jesus? Am I going to go to the mega church down the street so I can really, really get my emotions all charged up and walk out thinking that I've contacted God? I'm not, I've, my conversion happened because of Protestants. I'm not bashing that. You have the words of eternal life. What Peter was saying there was, Jesus, I don't get it. I don't know how you're going to give us this, your flesh to eat or your blood to drink. I don't quite understand that. It's not totally clear to me. But I've seen you walk on water. I've seen you multiply the loaves and the fishes. I've seen you turn water into wine. I've seen you make lepers clean. I've seen you bring Lazarus out of the tomb. I've seen you raise that dead girl. So I'm not going anywhere. If you tell me that your flesh is to be eaten and your blood's going to be drank, 
I don't quite understand it all right now, but I will never leave you. Let's pray that those who have left come back, and let's pray that us who have stayed might be so convicted about the true presence in the Eucharist that we would be willing to die as countless Catholics have done.